Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NFL, we talk about the Steelers and the Patriots, and what happens now after that incredible catch that was not a catch. Um, but we also talk more about the NFL, what's going to happen next, what's going to happen with the playoffs coming up, you know, what teams, we're going to talk more all about that. We're also going to talk about LeVar Ball launching his league now, or trying to launch a league that will pay top high school prospects roughly about 10 grand um, per month and serve as an alternative to college. And so we're going to get our thoughts in on that as well. My co-host, Adrian Catwell, and the missing Earl Ross join me, Al Qualls, and that's coming up right now on Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. I'm glad you all can make it on this episode. Uh, of course, um, I got my co-host with me, Adrian Catwell, who is here with me. I'll uh, say what's going on, Ace. As I as I sip on a little bit of wine, trying to fend off a cold. Want to wish everybody out there a happy holiday. And you know, we can go ahead and just uh, jump right into. Crazy topics that's been going on uh, this past week. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, yes, uh, say happy holidays to everybody. Also, Merry Christmas out there. I hope you guys get everything that you are looking for. And don't forget the reason about that Christmas Day. Um, but for now, let's get right into it. Let's talk about what's going on. I see that Ace sipped the wine a la Smooth, who is currently on assignment, special assignment right now, uh, doing a couple of holiday shopping, you know, <laughs> better be getting a gift for us as well. Right, right. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But for now, let's get right into it. Let's talk about a little bit of the NFL. Of course, the big topic this past weekend was, of course, the Steelers and the Patriots and that incredible game and incredible finish to that game. Um, and also dealing with that catch, uh, that quote unquote catch. <laughs> so Ace, I'm going to let you talk right into it, get right into it, and let's just get started. Let's go. I think it was a catch. I think his knee hit the ground. He was not touched. He extended the key, uh, to get the ball over the plane of the, uh, the end zone. He did that. When he hit the ground, the ball juggled in his hands. Personally, I know they stayed consistent as far as calling it an eye catch, but it's starting to get ridiculous now. I mean, uh, what more can the man do? If that was a running back and he's running and he dies and hits the ground, everything is legal, but because he's catching a ball and because he's not really clearly running with the ball prior to, you know, catching the ball, then they want to say he didn't have full control. I think I call BS, you know. I called BS when that when it happened to Des Bryant. I called BS when it happened to Megatron so many years ago. You know, um, cost the Steelers home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And with that loss, with the Patriots' loss, that means they probably would have been a three seed. Now, you know, looks like the Patriots will probably be the uh, get a home field advantage throughout the playoffs because it doesn't look like they have any um, tough 
opponents uh, left for, for the rest of their schedule. So, um, but you know, with the ending of the game itself, Big Ben calling that fake spike and trying to force the pass into Eli Rogers. Uh, you know, you had enough time where if you didn't see it at the beginning, you could just do it away, possibly run one more quick play. It still would have had the opportunity for a field goal. Um, I think he got a little greedy. But, I mean, it's Big Ben. He's he's earned that right to sit there and take a risky pass and try to win the game. I understand what they were trying to do because they felt as though they should have won it uh, to play before. And... You know, it's uh, it cost him. You know, he he uh, accepted. You know, he put the onus on himself for you know throwing that pass. But if it were Antonio Brown instead of Eli Rogers, would Antonio Brown have made the catch? Debatable. Um, I mean, he is incredible, but who knows? He may have made the catch. He may not have made the catch. But either way, uh, Big Ben should have should have really just threw it away. And you know, go to go to overtime, especially now with the new overtime rules where first team can score and the, the, the you know the person the team against the ball second still have the opportunity to try to match it. So you know, obviously neither team was playing any real def- uh, defense, so it, you know it could have been a really exciting overtime as well. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, Big Ben trying to be Big Ben and still is fell a little short. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. To be honest, I completely agree with you with everything that you said. Um, I also think that it was, I thought it was a catch. Um, it should have been a touchdown. And that's one of the many reasons that the referees, there should be something where be something, the referees should be held accountable in some shape or form. Um, when is it, when is it going to stop? Uh, referees is, have been doing plays like this where, you know, it could cost people, it could cost teams playoffs. It cost team seeds. Um, it's just unfortunately like this is what it's going to be boiled down to. And who's to say that the, the referees got it wrong? And yeah. it should have been at least been corrected after the fact. Um, NFL didn't even come out after the fact to say, you know what, these referees, it was a mistake. This should have been ruled as a touchdown. Um, I think that's one of the many, many reasons that the referees are so – I mean, people don't like the referees now because of their whole, you know, decision-making sometimes. And they can cost people games. They can cost playoffs. Now, let's say, for example, Pittsburgh wasn't in the position that they were in. They were fighting for a playoff spot. This alone could have been in turn, you know, that could have dropped them out of the playoff hunt. And then it would have been much more of a bigger discussion. So I, I completely agree with you on this. I think that, you know, I, you know, I don't know if it's like favoritism. I, to be honest, don't care. I think that the referees dropped the ball on this one. I think that also Big Ben, like you said as well, you know, made some mistakes, but he's Big Ben. So you, you have to give him a pass at that. You have to give him, you know, at least give him the opportunity. If it was anybody else, you know, outside of maybe Tom Brady, Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, you know, just to name a few, you know, you would question them. But out right. of those three alone, I think that would have been enough to say, okay, you know, I, I, if he done it, then, you know, it's 50-50 here or there. So um, I think still, don't get me wrong, still was an incredible game. Um, I really believe that those two teams should meet <laughs> um, in the playoffs. And I would definitely love to see Pittsburgh get their revenge on New England. 
Um, and I think that that's going to be a chip on their shoulder, which will in turn probably motivate them um, come playoff time. So I think this is going to be – I think this is kind of good all – I mean, all around. Um would have been helpful if the referees did made the right call, but even if they didn't, I think that is just going to be something to look forward to going down the road. I agree. Uh, to be honest, if uh, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't get tired on that catch where he ran 69 yards and started tripping on his own feet, we wouldn't even be discussing the heat, you know, the tight end catch and on catch because the game would have been over because he scored the touchdown on what should have been, you know, him just running out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Instead, tiptoe on the sideline and get tired, you know. And that was, you know, I guess, long game, running all the way across the field and doing whatever, you know. But that's what makes it so compelling, you know. It was just so interesting how two plays, the Steelers just went right down the field and, pretty much scored a touchdown. But if Juju would have just came through and just had a little bit of gas left or, you know, didn't trip over his own feet, he would have tripped over his own feet and then get caught from behind. He would have uh, definitely scored a touchdown. But, you know, that's why you play the game. As, uh, as our beloved Herman Edwards say, you know, that's why we play the game. Right. Um, and, you know, you got to tip your hands to the Patriots. As much as I despise them as a, as a team, you know, I don't – I, I think dis- we're all at that same point right, 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 right now. Right, you know, I don't dislike individual players on the team, uh, on, yeah. on the on the on the roster. You know, it's just the whole Patriots, whatever. It's just uh, yes, so tired of it. Yes, um, same here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just it would have been it would have been nice to see on a national stage on a Sunday night. It would have been even better for a Monday night game, but. You know, you couldn't ask for a better Sunday night game because the Monday night game though it wasn't bad. You know, you would have preferred to have that. That type of a drama on the Monday night game, but I mean, it was darn good football. And mind you, I didn't watch any of the game <laughs> until the last drive. To the, the, the Patriots came down to score, and then watch the Steelers just come right back and, and scored uh, what would have been the game with the touchdown. Um, <laughs> it was exciting. Uh, Should have just tried to settle for the field goal and take it overtime, but you know, ego. They don't want to go to overtime. You know, the wide chance he got the opportunity on the two yard line. Just try to go for it. No, you. I, I to be honest, I probably would have went. I probably would have went for it too. I mean, nothing would have been more pleasing than to beat the Patriots. You know, from doing a, from scoring a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal. Um, but like I said before, this just brings much more excitement if they meet into the, in the playoffs. You know, it just brings much more intrigue because, you know, Patriots is going to, I mean, Steelers is going to have a chip on their shoulders and would love to beat the Patriots in, in New England. So it'd be much, we'll, we'll see how things play out going forward, um, in dealing with the playoffs. So. Right, 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 right. Well, I'd be definitely interested to see how it shapes up, you know, down here and now I've been, I've been Maryland, but, you know, I'm now closer to Baltimore. So now, Instead of all those years, I was listening to the Redskin type of information. Now I'm hearing the Baltimore information. And side note, I just love when they talk about, you know, Orioles baseball because they just think they're the shit. And, you know, when the Yankees go out and do what they do, it just deflates them. And they feel some sort of way. It makes me feel good. But anyway, we're not here to talk about baseball. You know, they're talking about the Ravens, and they're saying that the Ravens have a pretty good shot of 
it's interesting, you know, how the dynamics of that one particular game changes how the Ravens are playing. I think the Ravens are now a fifth seed because of this, but if they had the opportunity, I think they might have I'm not going to they might have no, they may have propelled, propelled up to a three seed depending if the Patriots were lost and how things would have played off to the rest, you know, played out the rest of the season. Hmm. So it's pretty interesting to see how uh, things are kind of developing. But, you know, it's uh, what I can say this year is there's a, there's a handful of teams that you think have the opportunity to win the Super Bowl, but it's no one decisive team that you can pinpoint to say that's the team that's going to win it all because every, every team was vulnerable. Without question, without question. Um, the, like again, which brings back the fact that it's going to be much more intrigued come playoff time, because, like you said, there is no one given team no more. There's everybody has some type of weakness and can easily any given Sunday can lose any given Sunday. So we'll see how we'll see how this plays out. I mean, this is going to be something that will keep NFL fans tuned in to see what's going to happen next these next couple of weeks and see how the playoff seedings are. I'm going forward. Right, right. So uh, it's interesting. I think they you got the Thursday night game. You got a couple of Saturday night games. You got some Sunday games. And you got uh, a couple of Monday games at that mm-hmm. because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. So they have a nice nice little spread of uh, NFL football going on. Let me, ask uh, you, let me ask you a quick question. Do you think that it should be more are, – are you more um, – are you okay with this type of formatting as far as having a Thursday, Sunday, I mean, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night games? Do you think that's more beneficial for the NFL than to just stick to just Sunday games? Well, I know back in the day they had the Saturday games when it came later into December. Um, and they always had the Sunday and the Monday, which was fine to me. But I think what happened was, you know, NFL is the cash cow. And college football, being a big cash guy as well, picked up on the whole Thursday night because that was an exclusive night where they could showcase some big-time football and put some big-time conferences uh, to play Thursday night. Mm -hmm. And then they realized they could do it on a little bit of Friday night too. And I think the NFL got a little jealous. You know, they saw the success that the college football was getting as far as the exposure and the love, you know, and the, and the ratings that they were getting. So the NFL decided to jump up in it. And, you know, it's, it's kind of oversaturation in my opinion for, for NFL. For college, it's different because it's a different level of love for a college team versus a pro team. You know, there's pro teams, but, you know, there's 130-plus Division One football teams. And all those football teams have a rabid fan base, regardless if they're doing good or bad, regardless if they're D1, D1AA, you know, if they're in the back, the swag, whatever. If they have the opportunity to play on TV, alumni, whoever is going to sit there watching because some of those teams don't have the opportunity to play on national TV. Mm-hmm. And it's just a different, different level of love. And 
the NFL should have just kind of just let, let the college game have that. Let the college game enjoy their Thursday night games. Let them enjoy their little Friday night games. You guys are the king of Sunday and Monday. You know, let that be in December. You know, you throw your little Saturday game just fine because now the college games are pretty much done. So that fills that void of the college football games that are played on Saturday. The NFL picks that up. And it worked fine. So I, I, personally, I think that's the way they should go back. Let college have their days. Let them have their shine. And then NFL, you, you pick up the, the back end of the weekend or on, the, and on Monday night. Yeah, but like you said, it's there. It's a cash cow. So you know, wherever they can fit in, they you know that the NFL is trying their best to get in where they can fit in, no matter what the slots is available. So I agree. But I mean, but sometimes you just gotta you gotta let live. I mean, back in the day when the Big East was still in their hay, when they still had Miami and Virginia Tech lost to college and all them, they played some Thursday night games and had some big. Big games that were coming on Thursday night. The NFL probably sat there for years and was like, hmm, hmm. they on to something. <laughs> and, you know, then they tested out the Thursday and then and it's ridiculous. I mean, me personally, I mean, granted, it's NFL and I enjoy the NFL. I don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy college football. Um, would I see myself watching an NFL game on Thursday over a college football game? Probably not. Because it's just a different level of excitement uh, for college football than it is uh, pro football. Especially week one versus, you know, whatever, week 14. It's a big difference in NFL. I mean, even though they say it's, you know, every game matters, but in college now with the whole rankings and you know, strength of schedules and all this type of stuff where now, you know, the big-time programs aren't scheduling those cupcakes anymore and you've got some real heavy-hitter games coming on in the beginning of the season. You best believe I'm sitting there watching college with a pro. Mm-hmm. Ten times out of ten. You know, because, hey, I was at FedEx Field when West Virginia played Virginia Tech on a Sunday night. You know, that atmosphere was electric. You couldn't tell me that was an old game quality football for the first game of the season. You can't say that about NFL. I mean, NFL is just a buzz because NFL season is back. But you don't have that electric feeling of, uh, oh, my God, this has like a bowl type of atmosphere. I've been to a bowl. I've been to two bowls. And that has that same vibe. So if it were up to me, NFL, go back to your Sunday, Monday, and Saturdays in December, let college do their thing. Yeah, but you also have to understand that you have uh, with colleges they also have their own fan base because it's their students. So, well, I agree. You I agree, but but think about it. You know, you went to a you went to a MIAC, correct? Yes. All right. Well, so, if you, uh, yes, I believe it is a MIAC. Okay. So, if you're telling me, no, no, CIA, CIA. Yeah, I think it was the MIAC conference. I got to right. Okay. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me if Johnson C. Smith football team, granted they may not be the best football team in the world, mm-hmm. that's what they're here over there. And they have a nice long list of alumni. You know, plenty of people graduated from there. But if ESPN put them on a Thursday night versus uh, versus Florida A&M or versus Grambling or somebody, you know, a, a big-time MIAC or SWAC school, you try trying to tell me because – 
your favorite Giants or whomever your favorite squad may be for the NFL is on the same night that you're going to not watch John C. Smith because, one, it's not like you get down to North Carolina every time to go catch a game. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fair it's enough. Two, it's very rare that you know they're going to be on ESPN. Fair enough. <laughs> so Fair if you want to turn in, regardless of how bad you just want to see this consistency. That's my school. Fair enough. You know, Fair and enough. there's more alumni, in my opinion, than there will ever be a fan base of a particular NFL squad. No, you're so you're. You're absolutely right. I completely agree with you on that. I completely agree with you on that. That's why I said, like, with college, and that's why college sports is always going to ever be so popular in that right. nature because, you know, you have, it's a homegrown base, basically. Even when they leave, you still, like you said, there's alumni. You have people that still, there's going to be, there's going to proudly present their, their college no matter what. Um, like, like you, for example, with West Virginia. So, no, I agree with you. And there's always going to be that type of fan base no matter what, which is why I understand why college sports is always going to be big in everybody else, in, in every, you know, from a fan perspective, more so than actual pro sports. So, like, you can see, like you said, the atmosphere there is so electric. So when you even go back to your school and you go watch a game, you'll see the, you know, the fans getting into it and then you start getting into it. That's just, right. it's the common thing. So, right. no, I completely agree with that. And it's nothing better when you have everybody in attendance, you know, rooting for the same team. You know, that's, like you said, it's electric. I agree. I agree. It's nothing like, Going back to the old campus, tailgating, 70, 80, 90,000 people strong, full stadium rocking, you know, mm-hmm. and it shuts down the, it shuts down the town for that day. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I can speak on Morgantown, but you know, bucket list for me is to try to go to at least one SEC football game. Somebody down the South football game, whoever it is, just to experience that experience. Uh, you know, I heard LSU at night, can't beat it. You know, uh, Georgia, Auburn, uh, you know, who knows? You know, the list is endless. Any one of those schools out there. Then, of course, I do want to go to a bunch of away games in West Virginia just to check out the Big 12 and how they do their thing. And, you know, that's all fucking this in mind. But one day, I would make it upon myself to every season to go to a one away game for the weekend just to, to, to get the vibe, to get the feeling, to say, hey, I've done that. Yeah, I hear you. Because know? I, I would not do that for a 49 game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if, I, I curse the 49ers now because they're doing so well. Garoppolo, <laughs> dude, you're amazing. I love you. You're going to bring great things to the Niners, but I really wanted that first overall pick. I think we could have did some great things with that. I truly think now that we might win out the rest of our games and finish the season like 5-11 and 11 or something like that, which sucks, you know. But you know, but it gives you something to look forward to, and you now know that you have a, a, a more capable quarterback in the mix. So now you can focus on other needs as well. So it could be a blessing in disguise for you guys. Oh, I'm not hating Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not eating at all, you know, but there was so many possibilities of, you know, the, the, what to do, who we could definitely go after. Um, 
Garoppolo's quarterback, you know, when we were running with uh, the other QB, Beathard, uh, the rookie, you know, I guess my first thought would be try to go after the whole line because they just didn't seem like they, they felt settled and everything in the backfield. But with Garoppolo having the ability to, to scramble and be mobile, now you don't necessarily have to look for the lineman in the first round. You can definitely look for a skill position. You might. I mean, I still, I still think line is necessary. You know, you got to build from the line and work your way out. I mean, yes. The Cowboys, the Cowboys show that as proof. But um, you know, it gives, it gives, it makes you, it makes you wonder. Like, do you necessarily have to go? I see what you get a, a, a O lineman in the first round, where you can get a capable O lineman in the second round. But if you can get a dynamic playmaker in the first round. I got what you're saying. It, you have more options that way. Right, right. I got right. But Garoppolo, it just makes me kind of change my philosophy a little bit. <laughs> it's understandable. So, understandable. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, I completely agree with what you're saying. And I think that's something that we, you know, as any fan would, would love to see because all, any fan, all the fans want to do is just have their team get better. That's really what the main goal is, no matter what. So. Right, right, right. We'll definitely talk more about that as time goes on. But I'm going to be um, – reluctantly, I would have to say we can move on to the next topic, um, which is, of course, if people haven't noticed or haven't heard, you know, the fact that LeVar Ball um, is working on launching a league that will play top high school prospects up to at least $10,000 a month and serve as an alternate to college. So I'll just jump right into it and ask you, Ace, what are your takes on this? Huh. I always thought, what, the, what was the G League for? Um, <laughs> you know, because uh, you don't necessarily have to get drafted to go into the G League. At least I don't think. I could be wrong. No, no, you don't have to get drafted. Um, you do. Have, there are some requirements. Um, I know you have to play like college ball. Um, uh, but there is some walk-ins that you could also, you know, there's, they do have walk-in competitions as well. So it's really open to the public at this stage. Man, I think, I think LeVar Ball is just going to destroy so many kids. Um, I mean, I get, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's so much more than, you know, talk. I mean, I think... He burns so many bridges as far as the way he talks about people, you know, referees at the high school tournament, you know, getting the woman referee removed and having, uh, I believe, the tournament not want to participate there anymore or whatever, you know. Um, you, need a, you need people that, you know, who's going to endorse him. You need advertisement. You know, I don't know how many shoe companies would endorse this. I know Big Baller Brand would. <laughs> and I heard a review of his shoe and it was given a review of pure trash. But, you know, I'm not, for $500, you know, I'm not whatever. Somebody actually bought it. Whatever. But that's where they ended it. Um, they need advertisers. Um, and you gotta have kids who believe they're good enough, but not good enough to get drafted. 
So what does that tell me? If you're a top high school player and you feel as though you're good enough to make it to the NBA out of high school, but because they won't allow it, you got to play one year of college ball. So what if you got to play one year of college ball? Stuck it, stuck it, stuck it out. I mean, what happens if you play the one year of college ball and you don't make it in the NBA? What you gonna do? You probably gonna end up going back to college anyway. At least you would hope. Um, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. I think you know, I think that's just his way because he's pissed off because he sent his kids overseas and they know they ain't about to make it over there. So now he wants to start his own league where he can try to showcase his kids. But then what coaches are you going to have coach these teams? Um, you know, are they going to be coaches that are been affiliated with the NBA? Uh, are these going to be college coach affiliated teams? You know, once you take care of these kids' amateurism away from them, they're done. They, you know, they can never try, attempt, sniff playing college ball ever life. So I think kids would have to think long and hard about this. Like, you know, you really got to be, I mean, you really have to believe that you are so good. And how many of those really so good kids actually coming out of high school, when they allowed coming out of high school, actually did something? And how many Kwame Browns were there versus how many uh, Kevin Garnett's or LeBron James? <laughs> you know, those are the, those are the type of things that they would have to sit there and really contemplate. Like, you know, do you take that one year college ball and get some real coaching, or do you work with whomever LeBar Ball deems as an appropriate coach to come in there? Because he's going to need himself a coach. You know, because he knows how to coach his kids and knows how to make them tough. But yet, you know, when they go to the NBA, you know, don't matter how much you coach a kid, they got to follow the coach that they're playing with in the NBA. So hey, no, that's, a, that's a, a different story. I think it's stupid. I guess all that talking I did, I think it's just stupid. But what do you think? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm about to shock you. Um, to be honest, I think the idea is a very smart idea. Um, don't think that he's the right person to put this the idea together, but I will say from a business standpoint of it, if done right, I can actually see it being an alternative to, um, I can see it being an alternative to college because it's no different from kids that are not going to college playing ball overseas. Yeah, uh, but I hear you, but those teams are already established. Those leagues are already established. They know where they're getting their checks from. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, like I said, I said I think the business side of it is a good idea. Um, let, um, let me, let me, let me change it. The business side of it is a good idea, depending on how where they're going to get the money from. Right. I, that's what I'm. Uh, I should be saying more. You know, I think from a business as standpoint, it's a pretty smart idea because no one has ever thought of it to do it in the U.S., number one. And although that they have the G League, you know, the thing about this is is that if done right, um, you can get a lot of advertisements from different states to be a part of it. 
Um, the only thing that I, I, I definitely agree with you on this is the fact that the coaching aspect of it, because, you know, the, you won't get the college coaches with the pedigree that they have. You'll yeah. get some, you know, you're not going to have college coaches coming to, to, to coach the actual league. So who are you going to get to coach these kids? And more importantly, who are you going to get to, to mentor these kids? So I, I, I get it from the, I say the idea is a smart, is, is, I, I'm, I'm kind of like saying this idea is a, is something new. Um, I'm not going to say, like I said, LeVar Ball is not the person that I would have advocating this idea, but you know, the thing is, is that there is some wrinkles, there may be some wrinkles there, but you know, if done the right way with the proper advertisements behind it, it might not be a bad idea for high schoolers. The problem is, is that how is it going to reflect with their, I, don't, I just don't see how is that going to reflect with their schoolwork because they're still in high school. And more importantly, you're going to have to have the parents sign off or something like that. And, you know, I, I mean, not for nothing, but if you take a high school and kid and put them in the league, in that type of league, that means what are you going to do as far as college is concerned? You're going to omit college altogether? I don't think a lot of parents would be too cool with that. No, not at all. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of red flags. There's a lot of from both sides. Um, so I'm interested to hear more about how this is, how, how the, how it's going to be set in stone, how the, you know, what type of, how how is it going to come together? That's where I'm more interested of. The idea is a good idea, but I need to hear more. That's what I'm saying. I, I personally think he's going to try to take the AAU model and try to make it into like a semi-professional type of league. To be honest, yeah, I can see that. I, I to be honest, I, I had a feeling that the AAU whole thing was going to be something like that going forward. Anyway, um, it was just going to be a matter of time before somebody opens it up to more of like for it to expand. Um, you have the high school version. Eventually, you're going to have the people that's out of high school have that next level AAU. And I think, like you said, I think this is exactly what he's trying to accomplish. Like going to that next level without having to actually go to college. Um, but that would be something that the parents would have to really, really consider. Um, because not only you, it has to be something there for him. I'm, I'm just sorry. I just don't see this being something that he would totally do off of his own. There's got to be something in it for him. Um, but like I said, that's something, I mean, I know it's early stages, but. I'm very curious to hear more of how it's going to be put together. That's that's all I can say about that. I mean, even if he were to try to pull something like this together, it's still it's like a year or two away. There's no way he can. Oh yeah, without question. Legal. Now, to be honest, I went not even a year or two. I went. I'm, I I'll give it three at least. Three at right. least. By that because time, ain't nobody gonna want the middle the middle boy, the middle exactly. ball. And I think that'll be right around the time when the youngest ball would be eligible. To play in the NBA if he did his one year in college. No, I agree with that. No, I agree with that. And to be honest, what kills it is the fact that you can't pay. How are you going to pay? If you pay, like, see, this is where the red tape comes in with the NCAA because if you pay these players um, in high school, you know, how's that going to affect them if they're going to college? Oh, dude, they can't. 
Once they start making, once they start getting paid to play in high school, in, in a league, they're done. Oh, Amateurism really? is gone. Oh yeah, then or they will. Uh, the NCAA will uh, will put them on some type of a ban for a year or two or something like that. So what's the point? If you got to sit for two years. Oh, I didn't know that. So wait, so the, so from a high school, even if you're a high school student, let me. I just want to make sure I got this correct. Even if you're a high school student, um, and you join the league as a high school student, you won't be able, you won't be eligible to play in the NCAA. If 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 the the way they do football, and you know, and even and high school football players, if if they're, I guess in that case, they're considered like boosters. You know, because now you're receiving cash from somebody. But what I'm saying is, is that w- w- I mean, what if, uh, they stop if they do it during high school, and then at, you know, their senior year, they stop and head head to college. Would that still affect them in the in, with the NCAA? I think so. I think so because at this point, in order to get paid there, they would have had to sign some sort of contract. Wow. So yeah, if that wow. If that is true, then I really don't. See, if I mean, I really don't see how that can. How would he attract the type high school prospects, though? That's really what it's going to boil down to. Because if they're going to go there, why? They're, like high school prospects would take a big risk in oh, yeah. if they was to sign a, if they was to sign with him because they're risking their college as well as the NBA mm-hmm. or a league that basically your only benefit is getting paid per month. At least if they go overseas and they're playing in one of the top leagues overseas, you know, at least they're making some serious money and they can make a career out of that. Who's to say how long would this big baller brand league last? If it lasts two years and it goes to the funk, then what? You're stuck trying, you're, you and your agent are stuck trying to market you overseas and you get stuck in that same league that the ball brothers are in. Yeah. yeah. That nobody cares about yeah, that lead, yeah, be in and out like the XFL. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, I, the more I'm hearing about it, the more I'm just like, if I'm a, if I'm a top high school kid and I know school ain't for me, but I know the NBA is where I want to be, I don't know if I want to subject myself to the marbles. Yeah. I'd rather take my chances of going to college, being, being eligible for a semester. Play the spring semester and know that if you're that dude and you put up the numbers that you think you're putting up your first year, then go pro. There's no harm, no foul. I mean, they, they NCAA set it up that way. Yeah. You know, uh, Kyle, uh, that's why Kyle Perry gets the top prospects every year because he recognizes that, hey, if you do what I say, come in, keep a C average, do what you need to do. Keep a, keep a high enough average where after your first year, it don't pan out. You need to come back. You're still eligible. You know, we'll put you in some pansy classes. And go from there. You know, but I, LeVar Ball is just shooting from the hip just because he's pissed off about his boys. Yeah. But don't don't screw over hundreds of high school kids with dreams and aspirations just because of your greed and uh, uh, stupidity, in my opinion. No, no, to be honest, I can't even say that because if, if it, I mean, I agree with you to that extent, but if the parents sign off on this and they, they trust them more than they do, they trust the colleges, the ownership is on them. 
and whoever agrees to go with him. I think I think right now you should have to be very leery about the even considering it. Right now, when you know that the most effective way would be to go to school and go to college, and then you know whatever you want to do after the fact. Um, I think majority of the parents would feel that education is a lot more important than just playing ball at this stage of the game anyway. So, you know, so, but we could talk more about this because I have a feeling that this is not just the end all be all to LaVar Ball and this league. So, um, we'll definitely talk more about it. Definitely get Smooth's um, opinion about it because I'm pretty sure that he has something to say in that regards. Um, but for right now, we're going to end things a little bit early. So I'd like to thank everybody for subscribing and checking us out. So Ace, man, let them know where they can reach you at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, Adrian Cat1963. That's, uh, no, Cat Daddy1963. I'm sorry. Cat Daddy1963 on Twitter. <laughs> And, of course, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Again, Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. And if you also want to reach out to Earl, I know you can reach him out at J-E-R-O-S-S-7. At. That's what he usually would say. Uh, J-E-R-O-S-S-7. At. Um, but we'd like to thank you guys for checking out Guys Talking Sports. Um, appreciate the love. Appreciate the subscribers. Um, continue to subscribe. Continue to ask questions. I know a lot of people have been hitting me up about the Nets and everything. I know they is in due time. Trust the process. Um, <laughs> right now, I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. And until the next time, yo, have safe holidays. Happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas to all. You know, and we'll catch y'all on the next on the back end of that. All right. So happy holidays, up. everybody. Happy holidays. Have a uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes. yes. Happy everything. Be merry. Enjoy family. One love. <laughs> One love, everybody. Till next time. <laughs>